Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs, raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Meg Brunson. Hey there, thanks for joining me on another episode of the Familypreneur podcast. Today's guest is a former television and YouTube host for a large tech channel that she left after having kids. While struggling to deliver for paying clients, take care of her then one and two-year-old kiddos, and create content for her business, she decided to stop content creation altogether. Now, she's been able to create content for five platforms in only two hours a month, and she's sharing her system with other busy business owners as the founder of Simplified Content. I'm excited to talk about content creation today with Gwendolyn Gay. Hey, Gwendolyn. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to be here too. You and I have been Facebook friends for a super long time. and Long time, yeah. I follow a lot of the stuff that you do. And I'm glad that the time has finally arrived that you're joining us on this podcast to talk about video and content creation, which are two things that I think a lot of familypreneurs really struggle with. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think business owners in general, like it doesn't matter where you are, if you have kids or not, it's definitely harder when you have kids, let me just say. Um, But I think every business owner, especially when you're in that first year to about three-year mark, it's like a lot of juggling. If you're a service provider of any kind, it's so hard to create content for yourself. Even if you are a content creator for someone else, like a social media manager or something, it's like you can do it for everybody else, but you just don't have time for your own business. So, And it's always like that quote, the cobbler's kids have no shoes. I always think about that where (laughs) like whatever your zone of genius is, you do it really well for other people and then you just seem to neglect yourself. Absolutely. You're so, that's so funny because this is like uh, the third podcast that I've done this month and every single person has said that. Oh my gosh, that's funny. But it's so true. I mean, it fits perfectly. I mean, it just is. So yeah. So before we hit record, we were talking a little bit about being camera ready, right? Hair and makeup. <laughs> and today we both look really great, which is for me, rare. Rare. It's rare. If anybody watches my other videos, like they probably don't even know that my hair goes down because um, it's always often like a, a mom bun. But anyhow, um, and you shared that like you do all of your content creation for like an entire month in mm. one day. So you one only do your hair and makeup for one day and the rest of the day you could be as sloppy as you need to be as a mom. Not that, that you're sloppy, but you know what I mean. Um, no, I am. It's fun. <laughs> So the first thing I want to do is hear a little bit about how you do that. Like, how do you, I can't even fathom. Right. Honestly, I couldn't either. My first two years of business as a service provider, I ran other people's YouTube channels because I come from a 
a television and YouTube background. I was a host for a really large channel with like 600,000 subscribers and 50 million views. And, and I was the host. And then I went into my own business and I had to start actually doing my own recording, you know, like the videographer. And then I was the editor now all of a sudden and all these things I like, I had to do on my own now. And so a video started taking close to a week to create. On top of that, my kids were one and two. I had no consistent childcare. So I went from full-time childcare while I was a host to like no childcare because I was home, right? I can take care of my kids while I'm running my business. And I could while I was doing my client work, but I couldn't when I was making content for myself because I had to be on camera and they had to be quiet. And, you know, nap time never went as I planned, you know, (laughs) it never does. No, it never does. So I got to the point where I just, what I had, what I like to call content, just like I had a complete content breakdown and I, I just was burnt out on content creation altogether. And I stopped completely. And I was like, you know what? People are paying me. And then there's other tiny humans that need me to like survive. So those are more important things and I'm getting paid. So I'm going to just do that. And so my business never grew. It kind of got to the point where it was basically the clients I had was all that I had. I couldn't get more clients. I couldn't have a greater reach. Um, And it was unfathomable to actually have a point where I was consistently creating for multiple platforms, much less one. Like I couldn't keep up with one. And, um, And then during that time where I stopped, I lost my biggest client and I was like, you, what, what am I, that was like $3,000 a month that I was counting on. And I had to do something and I was so far behind with having an audience that was consistently seeing me. And that's the thing with content creation. Like audiences are so aware that they're being sold to now. Like no one wants an ad. They want that genuine, authentic connection with someone. They want to know, like, and trust you before they buy from you. And so content creation is really important. And I knew that. I just couldn't keep up with it. And so I had to figure something out. So during that time when I wasn't creating and I didn't have my biggest client, um, and I just had these one-off projects that I was working on, I was able to figure out a system that worked for me and it was so much trial and error. But finally, I got to a, a system of like five points that I stick to religiously now and I'm able to create for five different platforms in less than two hours a month now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like your story is so relatable, especially <laughs> right? for people who have grown their business to a point of sustainability. Cause I've got, you know, I could share a very similar story where it's like, you're like, Oh, things are fine. You know, I don't have time for this anymore and I don't really need to because things are fine. But in this world, I mean, it would be great to just work with clients for years and years and years, but you know, there's just that natural like churning and you're like, Oh shoot. And nobody wants to buy from you because the nurturing process takes a long time. And the other thing I wanted to mention which I know that you're going to agree with me on is that you're producing all this content and it can feel like there's no return because you don't see like, Oh yes. People don't tell you very often like how amazing your content is, but like that impact you're having, it's there. It's just invisible. So it's important to remember that like even it can be hard when you're like throwing out podcast episodes, like you don't really know the people who are listening unless they happen to tell you, but you have to do it now. 
Oh yeah. And I have a video I did specifically for people who have a hard time with consistency when they're not, when they're feeling like they're talking to an empty room and, and that is so hard to find that consistency. Um, but I I'm telling you, everyone starts somewhere and even if it's the same person every time commenting on your videos, eventually it'll be more. I promise. Like even if it's only the one person reaching out to you on Facebook after watching the, you know, listening to the podcast and saying that was an amazing podcast. And you're like, it's, it's almost like your husband saying like, oh, that was great, honey. You know, and you're like, yeah, but you're my only fan. Okay. So it doesn't matter. But honestly, if you are creating for your current audience, then you will grow. I think where a lot of creators and business owners struggle is we have that urgency of making money. And so we're, we're always trying to create for the masses. So we focus on SEO and we focus on this and that and what's trending and blah, blah, blah. And we forget to nurture the audience that we already have. No matter how small it is, it will grow if you can nurture the audience you have and you're going to have a better time finding your niche. You'll, you'll find your niche a little better because they're going to help you figure out what that is if you're really catering to the people who are talking to you instead of looking for the people who are just random people out there that right. don't know you yet, you know? Yeah. Now, what are the five platforms that you've chosen to be on and why? Sure. So of course, YouTube. I mean, I, I came from a YouTube background. I'm a television host and blog writing is just not my thing. I don't write. I mean, I turn my videos into blog posts, but I do not start with blog posts. That's not me. Um, so YouTube, Facebook, of course. Um, Facebook is fantastic for that connection. Facebook, I treat as more of my um, email list. It's you know people already know me when they find me on Facebook, so um, YouTube is for my wide net audience finding a new audience, whereas Facebook is more of my intimate connection. Um, Instagram is my second favorite platform because it is so versatile. Uh, mm-hmm. So I use every part of it. I use IGTV lives. I use stories. I use feed. Uh, so I I utilize all of IG of Instagram and I love it. Um, and then LinkedIn is is starting to be a really fantastic platform for me. I love it. Um, so LinkedIn and then um, I count IGTV as something a little separate. Okay. So um, that and then e- I email my list twice a week. So Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I feel so like now that six. you've broken that down, it sounds even more terrifying than when you just said five. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Right. And and it's not like I'm hitting them once a month. I hit, um, so YouTube is once a week. Uh, Instagram feed is three times a week to five times a week. And then Instagram stories is like every day. And then um, LinkedIn is twice a week. Um, and then IGTV is once a week. And then, um, like I said, email is twice a week. So yeah, and it's a lot. So your monthly content, I just want to, we talked about this. I want to say it again. You do it all in about two hours. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm going to need these steps because I can't even imagine how that works. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, I, I'm with you. I couldn't either. I didn't understand. I was, I was watching all those influencers or even just people who had been in business a little longer than me. And I'm like, how are they doing this? How are they here and there? And then, you know, their message is always clear and it's always the same. And, and I just don't understand, like, how are they keeping up with it? And I was so busy with trying to be innovative on every platform and make sure I wasn't repeating myself and, you know, all those things. So, um, a lot of it comes down to 
knowing exactly what your message is. So I, um, I created a, a mini course that you can do in one day. Well, actually, you can do it in an afternoon um, where you can plan out an entire year of content in, in one sitting. And the reason I did that is because I would waste, I did it, I made it for myself, basically. Everything I have, I'm, I'm made out of like necessity. But um, I would sit there looking at Facebook for like 30 minutes trying to figure out what did I post two weeks ago? Am I going to repeat myself? What's going to be valuable today for my bottom line? What is my audience going to find value? Like I just went through the whole rigmarole and would almost talk myself out of like an hour worth of my time. And as I said, my time is so valuable because I have two kids that are non-school age. Like I don't have that much time. So I wasted so much time trying to figure out what to post. And so that was a big part of it. So I, I fixed that part. Um, but then the other part was I would, I would waste time looking for stuff, looking for assets, looking for, you know, whatever I would waste time not knowing how to repurpose because repurposing, and I want everyone to hear this repurposing is not dumping. It is not taking a Facebook live and putting it on YouTube. Okay. It is, you have to repurpose, you have to make it specific or you're not respecting your audience, but you're also not respecting the platform and the platform knows it. You know, they, they pick the algorithms pick up on those things. So understanding how to appropriately repurpose Mm -hmm. and then how to batch, how to, you know, um, find an accountability partner that could hold me accountable because it wasn't that I was being lazy. It was that I was putting the urgent over the important. And when I finally got to the point where I had a great system and I had someone who was kind of saying, Hey, did you do all your content for the month or whatever? And, and we could hold each other accountable. Um, I got to the point where I could do all of my content in, in one afternoon while my kids were at their half day preschool program, you know, and, and it took forever. Again, it did not happen overnight. And that's why I wanted to create a course around it because I was like, I can't hold this information to myself. There's so many entrepreneurs out there that I feel like want to give up because of the content creation. And it shouldn't be the part of their business that they hate the most. It is extremely important, but it shouldn't take up the most time. That's how I feel. You know, no, I agree. With, and one thing I, I, before we jump too deep, I mean, I feel like you've already jumped deep, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to bring it a little more shallow for a second. Okay. okay. Um, you've been bi- in business for a while. So I, I just kind of want to caution. We do have some listeners who are newer, you know, and I don't think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you don't need to jump into five today, jump into one today, add up to two, like take this slow. But I do, I'm excited to dive into this because it's, it's something to come back to. It's something to aspire to. It's something to plan for. And if you have been in business a little longer, if you are, you know, year two, year three, you're profitable, you feel comfortable on Facebook, but everything else freaks you out. No, I'm not talking about me. Why? Um, <laughs> then at that point, something like, I think you could go from two to five mm-hmm. if you're at the right stage of business, but don't start trying to do five. I just wanted to kind of say that. So yeah. And, and, and to that point, I really preach having one main type of content and the other pieces of content, I like to call your splash zone. So just like if you're at, you know, Shamu is your main piece of content. The splash zone is the many pieces of content, the other platforms that get that content just in a different form. So it's understanding how to repurpose correctly and only having to batch your main content. 
That makes sense. Okay. So that's really like understanding how that's going to work and, and, and all of that took me so long and it's embarrassing how long it took. But honestly, I agree. If you need one platform that you're really, really like focusing on, you focus on the analytics on that and you, you really focus on the audience on that. And the other platforms need to take a cue from that main platform. So you're not having to recreate the wheel. And I thought that it needed to be different. I thought it needed to be this new creation for every platform. But honestly, that was hurting my business because my message wasn't clear on every platform. And I didn't realize that. Um, I was thinking, you know, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but I, I want to be innovative. I want to have all these amazing things to say and everyone just go, everything you put out is amazing. But it, it, I didn't realize that the, those people weren't following me on every single platform and I was getting a new audience on the, all these platforms. So it was new to most of those people and the people who follow me everywhere, if it's resonating on YouTube, it's going to resonate on, on Instagram too. I don't right. want to turn them off by, by finding a topic that really resonates with them. And then they find me on this other platform and I'm talking about something completely different that I, they've never heard of before. Right. Right. So um, it's actually, if you think about it, hopefully as you're listening to this, whoever's listening, like it's simpler than you're making it. Everyone right. overcomplicates content creation, in my opinion. I know I did. <laughs> so the first, like the first step for a listener, the, that course might be a good idea, right? Where you can plan your year content. It's like the mini course. Where is mm -hmm. that before we... We'll, and we'll touch on it again at the end, but sure. It's, it's simplified content. It, you can find me on all platforms as simplified content. Um, okay. and then my website is simplified content. And if you want the annual plan, it's simplified content slash annual plan. Okay. So yeah. And, and that's, that's what that helps. And then my main course, I, I only open enrollment occasionally because I want to make sure that my members, my new members like get all of me. And um, that's one where I show my five-point system and, and really drill deep into your content plan and help you repurpose and help you batch and have accountability and, and understand how to get to the point where you are only spending what... This is what I like to call vacation mode. Um, I want everyone I know to be in vacation mode with their content, where their content is going out whether they're working or not. Uh, and I told you today, like I, I made a boo-boo and I... <laughs> I wrecked my truck. I didn't wreck it. I got a I got a little bumper uh, problem on my truck this weekend because I ran into a tree backing out of my driveway, and <laughs> I have to deal with that today. But I'm still gonna. I have an email going out to my list today. I have a post going out on my Instagram. I have uh, LinkedIn is being contacted. You know, so my audience has no idea I'm dealing with normal life problems, or you know, it's President's Day, and guess what? My kids are out of school, so. I have to be a mom today. I'm not right. doing my regular work today. And um, so, you know, like life happens, but my audience has no idea. So I call that vacation mode is like, like everything, the, the grind is still happening and I don't have to actually be there to, to make it happen. And you're not the only one. I, I backed our RV into a telephone pole. <laughs> so like we were in the parking lot and I, I saw it when we pulled in, oh, but no. then I just assumed it was a big empty parking lot. And you know what's so sad? I did tow our, it was, I think it was 32 foot, you know, like RV and I, I never had a problem with it. And somehow I backed into the only tree near our driveway. Uh, it <laughs> and it's always right. been there. It's not like it's a new tree, you know? Yeah. It just <laughs> popped up this weekend. I know. It just hit me. I don't know. Came out of nowhere. <laughs> 
So <laughs> the the five steps in your program, is that something you can like brush on without yeah. giving away like your entire course? Oh, absolutely. But the five things that I, I always tell people is it's organization is number one. So organizing your assets, organizing your team, understanding what that is. Um, outsourcing. If you don't feel like you can outsource yet, it's understanding your organization and, and the flow of how the content should be done. Um, and then eventually, hopefully getting to the point where you can outsource. And, and I think that was what the big shift in my business was when I was able to outsource editing. It was something I knew how to do and I could do well, but it took way too much time. And I could pay some, when I broke down my hourly rate and their hourly rate, I was wasting money. So right. I, it, it ended up being something that was, that changed everything in the flow of my content. Um, so anyway, um, so organizing, outsourcing, repurposing and understanding that, remember it's not dumping, it's actually creating new content out of your main content. Um, and then batching, which is huge. I talk about the three different types of, um, mode you know, vacation mode is one. And then I talk about um, saver mode and beast mode. And then I also uh, go into what type of batch days. So there's three different batch days that you can have a creation day, uh, you know, post-production day, a planning day, um, and go into those. And um, the last piece that I it didn't click until the very end of trying to figure this out because I would get to the point where I would batch enough and then I'd get to the end of my content bank and I'd be like, oh no, I'm back in saver mode. I'm back having to do this. It was accountability. And so understanding how to find your accountability partner. Um, I offer accountability in a membership program, uh, but but you can find someone, anyone, a business partner that you could just meet with weekly um, and, and telling them how to set, so understanding how to set goals for your content creation and, um, you know, where you are and how they can support you and how you can support each other and communicate regularly about your content creation. So um, anyway, those are the five steps. And, uh, and again, without one of those pieces, it just wasn't working. Right. Um, when, when my organization was off and I, I had, I finally had a VA that was helping me, but I couldn't, like, I ended up doing all the work because I couldn't, she just needed an organized file to grab all my pictures. And I'm like, they're here and there and, and over here and figure out Instagram. And, and that's not helpful because I'm paying her to find things instead of just like paying her to create for me. Right. Right. So the one thing I want, would love a little additional um, dive into is the repurposing stuff. So can you give me an example of how, I think I get what you're saying about dumping, mm -hmm. right? Like you're not just going to record a Facebook live, download it, and then just upload it places. Um, but give me an example of how a Facebook live turns into all of these different pieces of content relatively quickly. Right. Um, so live is one of the strategies. Recorded videos is the other. Um, there's four strategies. So live video, recorded video, podcast, and blogs. Those are the four main strategies. Um, I do not recommend Instagram being your main platform. Um, it is more of a splash zone platform unless you are utilizing the whole thing as, as, a, as a piece, right? So there are some platforms that I don't recommend um, to be main platforms. For instance, the Facebook Live, if you were taking the Facebook Live, you can batch all of your content for Facebook Live except for actually showing up physically to do it, right? So 
just like all the other strategies, you can get a lot out of the way. You can do all the planning, you can do all the script writing, you can do everything that you want to do. So when it comes to repurposing, you already have a plan for how that's going to look for the other platforms. Like I said, you want to make sure your message is clear across the board. So let's say you did a, a mini training on your live and you talked about three to five points. Those three to five points become quotes for Instagram or, uh, you know, some kind of description for Instagram. Maybe it's a true or false. Maybe it's a, you know, it's an interactive type of um, post, a savable post. Um, It turns into stories like, hey, you know, I'm going to be on my Facebook group talking about this. Um, If you haven't joined yet, this is what we do and and I hope to see you there. Um, And then keep keep regurgitating the messaging. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, all your content, uh, the main content has to come from long form content. And that's why Instagram just isn't a great like base platform. Um, unless maybe you're more of a business that's like e-commerce, you know, you're less of a coach or a service provider. Sure, There's always going to be those like slight exceptions to the rule, but for like 99% of the people, you're going to want some form of long form content. Sure. So you can take that and um, you can transcribe it and you can turn it into a blog post. You can turn it into a post for LinkedIn. Um, You can break it up into little mini pieces that are going to bring people back to the live and the Facebook group from your email list. Um, And this is, this is how, you know, there's different ways to do it depending on your strategy. So like blogs would be a little different. Um, Recorded video for me, my YouTube channel gets broken up into different pieces too. And I always point back to that main platform, right? So um, there's there's so much that goes into it, but once you get the hang of it and it it seems so overwhelming at first, but honestly, it's so simple when you get the hang of the structure and, and you can get into that saver mode, you know, that vacation mode. So you're not having to create a lot of content. Now I'm only creating one month's worth of content at a time, but it took me to the point where I had three months worth of content that I had to create. Right. So, um, anyway, repurposing is a huge part of it, but it's definitely not the only part because it wouldn't work without everything else. Without all the other stuff. Yeah. And again, it's second nature now, but, um, and and I wanted to be that shortcut for those people who are, I still, that pain is still in my, I remember crying in my makeshift studio in my sister's basement. Um, and, and just like, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know how I could grow because I I created all these videos. I recorded them. I edited them. They were on a hard drive and the hard drive broke and I lost everything and I broke oh down and I said, there's no, I can't do this. I can't run my business because I can't create content. And I remember that pain so clearly. Now looking back, I realized that I had to go through that so that I could be in a place that I believe other <laughs> entrepreneurs are, especially familypreneurs that have more than just running a business. They can't stay up until like two in the morning running their business when there's a kid that wakes up at six, you know, (laughs) like we all have those moments of like, there has to be balance. And I believe the younger entrepreneurs that don't have kids don't need as much balance. Maybe they want to run their self into the ground because they can, and then they don't have, they don't have to be alive for anyone else in the morning. (laughs) But it's not the case when you're a family premier, you know? Right. And just like you said, nap time, bedtime, life doesn't go as planned. I feel like a a sick kid or, you know, whatever the case may be. (laughs) Bad dreams. I mean, it's time. Oh, yeah. All of it. So, So, well, I love what you've outlined, you know, the 
two hours ish of planning for the year. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you've got your basic planning done. And then you can go in in these two hours a month. And I also really, that's the other thing I wanted to talk just touch on. I love that you mentioned the different types of content. So you, mm-hmm. if you're a blogger, if you're a YouTuber, if you're a podcaster, I, you know, obviously podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like I need to be on YouTube. And I like the concept, like my takeaway from this is the concept that I can be a primary podcaster and have YouTube be in my splash zone. So I don't have to be like the super fancy professional YouTube host. YouTube can support the podcast. And I think that's a really, that's something that I even needed, you know, like to, to bring that into my strategy, um, knowing that I don't have to be a, a YouTube power user in order for YouTube to benefit my business. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they should all work together. It should all make sense together. Um, and I think I was, I was definitely overcomplicating it and making it something that it didn't need to be. So, um, it's, it's easier than you think. I promise. <laughs> and, and like I said, it's, it's not a you problem. I think it's an everybody, <laughs> everybody's yeah. having this issue with content. So before we wrap up, once again, can you outline where people can find you? I'll put it all in the show notes, but I know that there's some people who don't want to click through the show notes. So. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as Simplified Content. Um, and even I have a, a LinkedIn business page as well as Simplified Content. Um, on Twitter, I'm Gwendolyn Gay, um, G-W-E-N-D-O-L-Y-N-G-A-Y. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's basically where you can find me. My website is simplified content. I try to simplify it, you know, right. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah. Yeah. Simplify. Well, I mean, no one, no one wants to, yeah, I think we all overcomplicate. So I was like, what is a name that's going to make sense for people? And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Simplified content makes sense. So yes. Any <laughs> way that we can simplify our lives mm-hmm. is a good thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I know, you know, your life is crazy (laughs) today (laughs) as a familypreneur, but just unique things pop up. Thanks for still squeezing us in. I feel like this was really great information and it's going to be absolutely So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, connecting with all your listeners and thank you so much for having me on. This was really fun. (laughs) That's it for today's episode of the Familypreneur Podcast. You will find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash podcast. Until next week, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now. Do us a favor. Share this podcast with a friend who is also building a business and raising a family. It's like my mom always says, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring.